0: True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network.
1: This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here with my friend, Alina Trigub from SAMO Financial. Alina, thank you for joining me today.
0: Justin, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: I love your virtual boardroom as your background. It looks big and beautiful and bright. So, hey, who um, says it's virtual? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I'm a believer. Whatever you tell me, I'm in.
0: It, it is. Yeah, no, it is virtual. Thank you. Uh,
1: it looks great. Looks great. Um, so, Alina. Uh, thank you. I, I know we've we scheduled this so long ago and we've been talking about this and I'm just very excited to have you on the show. Someone that I look up to and really, really appreciate everything that that you have shared with me in the past. And so I'm grateful that you'll be able to share some with our audience here. Um, so let's start. Let's jump right in. Give give our audience a bit of a background about who you are and, and what you're doing.
0: Sure. Uh, so again, Justin, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I started my journey almost 30 years ago when my mom and I immigrated to United States and both of us decided that we both wanted to have um, a U.S. education. You know, for my mom, it was college number three. For me, it was first school I Started uh, college uh, back in Soviet Union, but never graduated. So uh, we started different uh, schools, but started at the same time and. Um, So worked our way through it, both have uh, multiple odd jobs uh, doing whatever women could do at the time, you know, cleaning, babysitting and all that stuff, just pushing through, uh, uh, making it happen for us, getting U.S. education. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but uh, a lot of folks said that, hey, you're good with numbers, so you're going to be good in accounting. So I, I took that as an opportunity and applied for, you know, degree in accounting. Um, at Baroque uh, in, in Manhattan, so I graduated with degree, degree, uh, still not knowing whether it's something I want to do. Uh, tried both public and private accounting um, as a tax accountant. Um, I couldn't stand it, um, so I decided to leave uh, accounting for good and uh, move into information technology field Um And that turned out to be a great move. Uh, I started out by testing accounting and financial applications. So my background really helped. And then I've done a lot of other jobs, but mainly most of the jobs have been uh, to be the liaison kind of between the business and technology. So I was always connecting the two worlds, helping them talk to each other, understand each other. And while doing that, uh, obviously my career was progressing. So was my husband's career was progressing and um, I kept thinking about our tax brackets because they were also progressing up. (laughs) Um, And uh, as a former tax accountant, I kept thinking about taxes. Like what are the ways for us to lower taxes? I could lower tax brackets, but I wanted to lower taxes and real estate kept coming up. And I, I thought that I need to do something. So finally, but seven years ago, I decided to take action, started researching, and after looking for property here locally in New Jersey and not finding anything where the numbers would make sense, what for, for me? So <laughs> believe it or not, hey, not everyone can invest in Trenton, right? Uh,
1: yes, New Jersey. For those who are not familiar, very expensive, very expensive to taxes are are make it very hard yeah. to buy a cash flow yeah. property.
0: It, And so I, and again, it's not for everyone, um, and not everybody is as resourceful as some folks and can find the properties where the numbers make sense. So I decided to start looking out of state. And as part of my out of state research, I came across the world of syndications and I thought, wow, this is an uh, impressive strategy. Not only I can invest in real estate, but I can also do it completely passively. So um, I decided to give it a try and invested as an equity partner in one syndication, and then trickle down effect happened. I invested in the second, third, and so forth. And after doing it for a few years, and talking to my friends, my coworkers, you know, all corporate folks working either in information technology or financial services, um, I realized that. Most people have never heard of the word syndication. They were completely clueless. And I I thought, I have to do something about this. I need to help these people um, diversify their portfolio, invest in real estate, do it absolutely passively without any interruption to their day to day life, and help them save on taxes. You know, the main reason why I started my journey of. Uh, looking into real estate and investing. And so that's how SEMA Financial was born, with that sole purpose of helping other professionals uh, essentially follow my footsteps. And um, I've been doing that for um, almost three years now, um, helping folks, uh, working with them, uh, working with a lot of investors, working on properties, underwriting them, doing asset management and some. So I've tried it all. Um, I even had a change in my journey, obviously, due to the pandemic. uh, A lot of people that had jobs were impacted, including myself. My position was eliminated this summer. And I decided that I'm at the point in my career where I can just concentrate on growing some of financial, helping other people. And I can leave my W2 world behind and left my corporate world at this point.
1: Well, I, I know that feeling, uh, exactly that feeling. I know we spoke about that earlier we this year as well, and, yeah. and I'm sorry that you went through it. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, now, you know, six months later or so, you know, you're, you're seeing the, the, the benefits and feeling, feeling that, that W-2, I feel like the W-2 is an anchor really. It, for me, it, it, uh, it was a safety net and, and allowed me to, to stay comfortable um, but since um, my position was eliminated as well, a few years ago, you know, the portfolio has grown and there's so much growth and, and explosiveness happening. And so I know that uh, you're on that path and, and more and more will will absolutely come. Um, so let's, I want to talk to you because you started not with buying a single family house and, and duplex and triplex, like a lot of people, you started by investing in someone else's deal. So what, um, what in your opinion, Makes a good uh, operator. What's what can you if you're evaluating a deal? How do you judge whether that deal is worth investing in? Um, you know, numbers of course are important, but but what about the operator? Is a good sign.
0: Sure, um, and I I actually developed a whole list of questions uh, that investors should ask operators so if anyone is interested I can definitely share that list I have two lists actually a list of questions to ask uh, operators and then for those that are operating um, and doing syndications I have a list of questions to ask investors because believe it or not there are two sides of both stories and when you're uh, evaluating someone you need to evaluate as a syndicated investors because you want to work with people that will be working with you for a long time and the same with the operator you want to work with someone who you think you want to work and invest with for a long time. So when it comes to the operators, my personal approach is uh, to learn more uh, about the person as an individual, their personal, professional career, find out what they've done in the past, and um, it doesn't really matter whether, you know, they've been doing well, it doesn't matter how many years they've been doing real estate, but what also matters is uh, what they were doing in their previous careers and whether they can take those skills and transform them um, into the real estate. And you know, I can give you my own example. In my case, uh, while I was the liaison between business and the technology, this is exactly what I'm doing now in a syndication world by being the liaison between investors and the operators and helping to bridge that gap, helping the investors understand how syndications work and helping the operators on board, the investors that uh, are brand new, uh, maybe not only to syndications, but also to real estate altogether. So I do provide a lot of education in that respect. So in general, uh good questions to ask operators or how long they've been doing it if they have partners how long they have been working with these partners what's their methodology what's their strategy um their strategy to do um a, a quick kind of flip and believe it or not it's possible in real estate buy and sell it or do they want to hold the property for a long time and provide that residual income for for many years ahead um also what have they done in the past, Uh, have they always worked uh, on the same asset class, have they always worked in the same market, are they changing markets, how they select in their market, why they select this particular asset market, how they select their partners, Uh, ask about their education background, and then uh, do some background check. I mean, you can do um, <clears throat> criminal background check. You you can even do a spot check if someone says, for instance, "Oh, I went to Georgetown." Go to their LinkedIn profile. Or go on some else uh, Go to Georgetown website and see if they are listed as an alumni. If they in fact have gone to Georgetown and received that degree, or whether it was just a certificate in real estate and they claim it as as their co- college as alma mater, which uh, you know should not be the case. So well,
1: that that's great. I, I have not heard that, but you know that's that's really you're tough and and that's great. And so for any of our operators that are listening, um, you know I, I would take that in reverse it uh, and make sure you've got all those questions answered um and if you're lying about georgetown you you shouldn't be doing that anymore for sure (laughs) it's Um, it's
0: very easy to do a spot check believe it or not i mean people sometimes say things uh they don't even pay attention but if you pay attention to details and again someone who's done taxes and i've done audit as a part of uh, being an accountant um in the public accounting world so it's easy to do that uh audit if you will indirect audit
1: wow Really, really great information. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I want to jump right in to your True Multi-Family story, which is a property that you are asset managing and uh, you came in, there's a little bit of turmoil on this project. So can you can you share that story with us?
0: Sure. Um, so, so there was some turmoil and uh, we've gone through some challenges with the project, but um, I've taken the asset management component uh, about a year ago uh, and just. To give you a rough idea, within the last three years, we've gone through four uh, property management companies. So we're in a property management company, number four. And I want to say we're really happy so far, even though we're at early stages. But the previous property management company, they were doing an okay job but they were a residential um, property management company. And, and this is a commercial project uh, with multiple units, multiple um, buildings all together. And uh, for someone who has residential experience, even if it's duplex or quadplex, uh, it's just not the right choice to select a residential property manager. And unfortunately it wasn't my choice, uh, but, You know, we've used that company for a little while and they've done okay. But I see um, already in the last few months a significant difference um, of transformation by switching to a commercial property manager. Number one, um, they're using... Uh, the appropriate application. They're using AppFolio. The other company was using some uh, non-branded uh, small app, w- which was glitching almost every week. It was really tough to have access to the reports to see what's going on. This one is very different. On the first uh, of every month, we we get a report from AppFolio. Uh, we asked for multiple reports, so it was you know, the settings were changed just in a number of minutes. And so we're getting all of the reports. So we didn't just want uh, a condensed income statement. We wanted a detailed general ledger. So boom, you know, it's a matter of just selecting that report and providing it to us. Um, the property manager that manages our property is available. We we have periodics uh, Discussions we we talk about other properties that they manage in the area. They give us tips and hints on what they do at the other projects, and we try to apply it to our property. So it's just it's a lot uh, smoother and easier, better experience overall. The, again, the previous PM uh what they had in the shop was single families and duplexes how can they relate to the challenges we're going through if we need to rent out even um a one bedroom one bath they can't they can't compare it to a one bedroom one bath condo it's a completely different animal and right. you know, it was just uh, not the right choice at the time so i'm really happy we switched to the commercial p.m.
1: so you've already given us some hints so just what's the range in size like how about how big is this property <laughs>
0: Uh, I I don't want to get into too many specifics. Are we talking like around
1: hundred units or fifty? No, it's less. Yeah, it's less. Yeah, it's less. Um, got it. That's fine. And then, uh, so for this property, we um we've gone through multiple managers, and and so it sounds like the key for you is is the difference between residential and a more professional level management. Not that residential management companies can't be professional, but in the tools they use, in the way that they they lease and manage these properties. We've seen the same thing. And I've spoken about this on the podcast many times in that uh, we've hired many, many property managers and reporting it, believe it or not, you know, a lot of people think reporting might be an afterthought. But for me, that's one of the most important things is are we getting the data that we need? Because um, all that data that we look at every every week as an asset manager uh, has to be clean. And if we have bad data coming out, then we're not going to be able to, to make the decisions that, that we want to make.
0: Exactly. Justin, you make a great point. Um, as I think about it, uh, people can say a thousand words, they can say whatever, but when you look at the data, when you see what the rent roll is actually showing, what's going on in a general ledger, what kind of expenses uh, uh, are they making and what are they spending money on, whether it's Home Depot and whatnot or something else, then you know the full picture. Uh, there is no need to say anything by, by just looking at the general ledger entries. So that helps right. a lot.
1: Right, and so you found that even just the difference in tool that they use from the old company to the new company has been um, a success. But let's talk about as you when you came in and you were evaluating new new companies. What what else were you looking for besides the the tools that they were using? So we
0: interviewed at least four uh, PM companies for the PM companies altogether, and uh, this was not the closest one to our property. There was another. PM that was literally like a mile away. But uh, what I liked about this one is the professionalism and not only the way they answered questions, I actually liked the fact that they were asking me questions. Like other PMs were more or less like, uh, yes, no, yeah, this is what we do, this is how we've done it. But uh, uh, this PM company showed interest. They asked us questions. How many units have you had? How long have you had it? What kind of innovations you've done? What are you doing? to rent out all of the units. We had higher vacancy when we were looking for the new PM. So they showed interest in our property. And not only that, when I answered the questions, uh, the PM uh, gave me some ideas of what they do in their properties to uh, reduce vacancies. They talked about the different advertising techniques that other companies haven't even mentioned. You know, may- maybe they do it, but they haven't mentioned it to me. So how would I know that they do it? So that interest and that desire to help us um, help us select them on top of it, um, the uh, PM owner, told me that uh, they're also real estate investors and that kind of triggered it as well. Because if, if they're investing in real estate, that means they understand all the pains that we as investors are going through and it'll be easier for them to relate to our stories and it'll be easier for us to fine tune the approach and find the right strategy for property. So I'm really I love happy that. To our,
1: our best management companies that we have own properties and do third-party management. And because they understand, you know, how every penny, you know, saved on the expense side makes a huge difference and uh, the the cleanliness of the reports and and data and, and timeliness of it as well. Um, they get all of it top to bottom. And so that I think is a huge indicator for, for success as well if, if they own and, and manage as well. Um so, you want to, what are some things that would maybe turn you away from, from a property management company? They sound good, they're they're asking you questions, which shows they're engaged and they're doing some homework, but um, what are some other red flags that, that might turn you off from a management company? Uh, so, for
0: once, as we talked about, again, I'm a technology professional and I believe that uh, a proper application uh must, is essential for any property management company. When uh, property management companies uh, mentioned me that you know they uh, they they're using some old technology or they they haven't switched to a web version or something like that or uh, they're not up to date, uh, that kind of turned me off. Also, the fact that they do not have book care granted, granted we don't want to use their bookkeeper we have our own bookkeeper but i want the property management to have their own bookkeeper on staff if we need to compare the books if we want to make sure that um, everything matches i want them to be going through the reports and kind of auditing the transactions and reviewing it to make sure that everything balances out um outside of it uh, timeliness effectiveness the, the way they respond and you'll see that even before you you hire them when you email them when you set the time to talk uh, some are late some are not responding to emails uh, there's other way the way they respond to emails that also shows their professionalism and the way they treat their customers and also um talking to their existing customers. I spoke with clients of all of the property management companies we interviewed. And obviously, they're going to give you references of people that have been happy with them. Uh, but in when you talk to someone, it's, when it's not an email or a text. When you have a conversation, um, w- when they talk about property management, uh, there are certain things that y- you can notice that may be working out for this particular person but may not work out for you for instance, um, I spoke with one individual and he said uh, oh I have given the property to PM they're in California and you know, the PM is local of course and uh, the, the property is not in California um, so I, and they said oh I speak with them maybe once a month maybe less uh, I don't bother them they don't bother me. Uh, So to me, that's not the right approach. And if if it's not for the owner, then the property manager should be saying, hey, we should talk at least once a month uh, because there's always something going on, especially in this particular case, uh, the owner uh, bought the property within the last uh, three, four months. So to me, it's an indicator that um, neither one of the parties are too engaged. And, you know, if they're not engaged, um, then maybe everything is going well, but they, they have to be in a loop of what's going on and they have to be discussing. It. So that sounds like a property
1: I might want to make an offer on sometimes. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not a recipe for success if you're not talking to your management company. Uh, we talk on a weekly basis and and some when we have a lot of construction and renovation going on twice a week. And exactly. uh, it, you have to keep a, a pulse as the asset manager. You have to keep a, a handle on every detail um, so that, so you make sure that your business plan is being executed properly. Completely. Um, so can you give me a few specific things that your new management company does that makes you really happy um, and, and is a good sign that, you know, you feel like you're in the right hands? Uh,
0: number one, the, the very responsive, uh, whatever a request or ask was sent to them. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that you know they deliver 100%, but if they don't deliver what I'm asking, they'll de- deliver a variation, they'll do their best to deliver what I'm asking. Um, n- number two, um, I like that they use a professional software app folio is phenomenal, uh, pro- provides all the information that we need. Um, and uh, the last thing. What I liked about them is um, while they do basic maintenance, uh, obviously they don't do all of the renovations that are needed uh, within and outside of the units, but they do have a list of preferred vendors. And because they provide a lot of business, they have preferred rates as well. So we were able to... um, make some savings on renovating the units by working with this company where the previous residential PM uh, would, would just call local contractors and give us the rate that they were given. There
1: was no preferred rate at all. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's amazing when you get some, some power and scale. And if you choose a manager that has enough properties in in a market or in an area they have have scale. It's not that you have to have all those properties, but if they have properties, um, you know, we just we just got some great landscaping contract pricing because our manager in one of our cities put every property they have and said, bid, bid every single property. I mean, we're saving like 35% on management in 2021 or on landscaping Excellent. in 21 wow. versus 20, That's um, huge. Which, yeah, I mean, you would expect costs to be going up and here we're getting an incredible discount. So I'm really excited about that, but it shows the power that a great property manager can have when they have scale in a market because they can put the weight of, of many, many properties and many units uh, out there and, and Sort of get get what we all need, which is the best pricing and quality. Agree, so, agree. Uh, we're gonna move towards the end here. Um, I'm gonna give you a moment. I know you've got something that you want to promote to to our audience. And uh, while you're doing that, I want you to be thinking about your true multifamily tip, which is going to be advice that you would give to someone who is looking to get into multifamily investing as an operator, what they can do to be successful in investing. But we're gonna make them wait. We're gonna give you a second to to promote yourself real quick. Sure.
0: Um, I've uh, written a course uh, la- last year for for those folks that are starting out in real estate or have not figured out what they want to do. The courses is how to select the best real estate investing niche. And I want to clarify: well, the course is not going to tell you, "Hey, become a flipper or become a wholesaler," but it will guide you in a direction that will help you select that niche for you. The course is available on Udemy, and um, I'll, I'll give a discount code for uh, for your users. That's one thing. I, I also have a portfolio diversification um, in e-guide that I wrote a while ago. I, I will share it um, with you, Justin, so you can share w- w- with your listeners. It's a free e-guide.
1: Okay. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, if you guys want to take advantage of that, all the information will be on our website, truemultifamily.show. Just look up Alina's episode and we will be happy to share that with you And uh, you definitely take advantage of that because Alina has so much value to add to everybody. Um, Also your social, her social links and links to her website will all be up there as well. So Alina, putting you on the spot here, your true multifamily tip for our listeners.
0: Integrity. I, I think it's it's so important. It, it's so important, uh, essential. Obviously, you, you're gonna go uh, learn how to do it. Uh, you'll make mistakes. We we'll all make mistakes. We we'll all learn from our own mistakes than someone else's. Although I, I do suggest highly recommend learning from someone else's mistake. Uh, <laughs> <It's> cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it's it's much cheaper. Even though you may pay, you know, some gurus uh, 10k, 20k, whatever it is, but it, it could be cheaper to learn from someone else's mistakes. But integrity is something that you cannot learn it's something that you you must have and when you have integrity when people know that you're honest transparent no matter what uh, always share what's going on we've gone through challenges with our properties you know nothing nothing is perfect and nobody is perfect but as long as we share as long as we're fully transparent with our investors and telling them what's going on and what we're doing to correct and fix the problems um, it's going to be okay people will respect you and people will continue want to work with you. But if you're not honest, if you're hiding something, uh, I, I'm sure it's going to turn out against you at one point or another.
1: I could not agree more. Absolutely. We've all had tough days. We've all had challenges, especially in the last year with COVID-19. I mean, it's, it's not easy. We don't have great, we always, we don't always have the answers, but uh, the key for me well, for what you said is you know, in- integrity, but also sharing the plan. It's not just like, hey, there's a global pandemic. Uh, we'll let you know what's going on. It's here's what we're doing and here's exactly. what we're trying. And it may not work, but we're trying this over here. We're trying that over there. We're hoping and, and we're experimenting and and we're working to, to make this property successful. So, exactly. Keep them in the loop. I love that. Such great advice. Alina Trigub, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, and share for us. We would love if you left us a rating and review. Thank you, Alina. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you, Justin. Pleasure to be here.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.